This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. Hey guys, so I told <laughs> I told my girlfriend that because she was like, "You need to get strawberry and crustables before they're out at the oh, store." Oh snap! I didn't realize you were talking. Oh yeah. Have I been gone this whole time? Oh, I accidentally turned the volume all the way down, and I was like, "Oh, we're just waiting." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry about that. I'm yeah, back. Okay. So I. <laughs> So she was like, you got to get strawberry and crustables because she works at a grocery store and she's like, they're out of milk, they're out of eggs, they're out of all this stuff. And so uh, I was like, okay, I'll get it after, after she gets home from work. And she's like, no, they might be out. So then I went to Vaughn's and they only had two boxes left, right? Because everything's cleared out because of Corona. So uh, I, I grabbed one of the last two boxes. I don't want to be greedy. I, I just took one. And yeah. um, so I told, I told her that Hey, I traded two rolls of toilet paper for 15 Uncrustables. And I think I could have gotten 30, but he offered the other 15 grape and she won't eat it anyways. So I could see this deep desperation in the guy's eyes. So I was nice. I let him have the two rolls of toilet paper and he ran after the bathroom. So I felt like a good guy. And then uh, I did like hashtag Mad Max. And she was like, OMG, where was this? And I'm like, okay. We've we've reached the real end times when she actually believes my crazy stories. She's like, this could happen. So. This this could happen. God. Hey James, so we, we did start recording. Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. We did start recording, so we are live. Oh. So, yeah, we are live. Uh, I'm James, the host of Dorkside News, and I'm not wearing pants. No, I am. I'm just kidding. Um, with me as always i have rich rich you can wave i'm pretty sure they could figure out by logical deduction which one's rich and which one's gabby look at her backdrop she can be rich <laughs> she could be yeah uh and then gabby with our possible semi-permanent role also on dorkside news um yeah we're we're in a new format so we're all at home and we're all recording like this because uh, well, I want to say it's because of the coronavirus has quarantined us all, but it's also because I'm just really lazy and no, don't want to go out. No, this was perfect, James. <laughs> Social distancing. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, but Gabby, what were you going to say before I told you that we were live? Something that I wouldn't say live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> So we're, we're back at it again, and we have our news stuff, and uh, we're going to just try and roll right back in like we weren't gone for three or four weeks because I'm awful at my job, so. <laughs> Shame! <laughs> um, and with this new setup, we can see, uh, the, they can see the topics that are coming up first, and we have to start with this one because I'm a big fan. Command & Conquer is getting remade. Well, not remade. Remastered, sorry. Yes. Remade and remastered are two different things. Uh, it's getting remastered, and um, I looked it up right before we started. Petroglyph Studios is the one that has headed this remastering, and that's important because Petroglyph Studios is a Las Vegas-based company, so they are here. Well, even, even more important, Petroglyph Studios was founded by the people who took the big cash uh, buyout when EA bought... Um, the original studio, Des uh, what was it called? Desert Westwood. Westwood. So yeah. when EA bought Westwood, those guys took the big lump of money and they left to start Petroglyph Studios. So they're back. These are like the same 
like owners. Yeah. And coincidentally, guess who's publishing it? EA. Oh, they still own <laughs> it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we looked at the trailer. Um, it's it's exciting. It looks um, mildly better than it did. Uh, I won't say it's like you know the difference between Final Fantasy VII and VII Remake because this is only a remaster, not a remake. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's it's back, and we get to play it again on our PCs. And I loved Command and Conquer; it was great. I'm oh, it's... go ahead. No, you go ahead. My only thing is, uh, I don't think I could put the amount of time that old school games required. A new game would be like fifteen, twenty hours, and it'd just be totally done. I don't know that you'll be able to mm-hmm. finish that series in that amount of time. Yeah, especially since it's the whole collection. Mm -hmm. But imagine how much fun it's going to be to be able to play with your friends again. Like how, you know, nowadays we can never, like, people are going to be like, oh, can we just play, like, StarCraft instead? It's like, no. (laughs) No. Let's get on the real reel here and let's play Command & Conquer, all right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, um, one of the studios that when they, like, did the whole separation, um, another one of... um, a lot of the people that love the studio, I don't remember the one they joined. It was in Southern California where they moved off to and they created a game that's very similar to Red Alert called Battle Realms, which wasn't mm-hmm. too successful. It's kind of more like, think Command and Conquer games, but for Samurai. It was amazing. And I love Battle Realms. Like magical. <laughs> oh, you, you know you know Battle Realms. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's so much fun. But um, I can't get anyone to play that. Well, now, now. I, I might know somebody that will play that with me now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think this is really cool opportunity because so many people that have never experienced these games before but have experienced the genre might be able to get more into it and they'll get some of you know like the campy humor from like, oh my god i was just gonna say like that. that they'll recognize and be like i know that meme i yep. didn't know that was from this game and i think it'll be cool to have a whole new audience to kind of bring life back and hopefully it'll inspire more games to come from that genre that isn't just like starcraft yeah you know, i cannot have more experimental factors go into the game industry for it i cannot wait to see a streamer who's never played this before that's young and starts playing it and gets to the very first live action scene and they're like what in the hell is happening right now Mm -hmm. i do it like i don't think that the gameplay looks too you know dramatically different we were joking earlier about how literally just looks like uh they just added like a filter you know over it but like a smoothing filter but um, I'm really impressed by the live action scene. So yeah. I do think that that looks pretty solid, a big significant difference for that. So I think it'll yeah. be cool to be able to see everything cl- more clear. <laughs> so that'll be fun. I'll be getting it. That's exciting. All right, next up. This one has thoroughly confused me. And I, I, I've, I've been thinking about it for the last five days when it was announced. Uh, Reggie Philame, our Lord and Savior from Nintendo America, <laughs> President of Nintendo America, um, has joined GameStop's board of directors. And I, 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 I don't know. GameStop, from what I understood, is not doing so well mm-hmm. at all. Really bad. Like, they're closing stores bad. Um, Maybe they brought in Reggie to, I don't know, level the playing field, bring everything back up. I, I don't know. So the, the role of the board on a corporation is to put together people who have knowledge from outside the corporation and then to bring that knowledge into the organization. So, you know, uh, Sega did not survive 
the transition, right? I mean, obviously we're not playing Sega Genesis. It's basically gone. Yeah. But um, uh, Nintendo did survive. So here's a here's a guy who knows how to transition into the new digital realm, right? And so you can play Super Mario Run on iPhone, and uh, that didn't destroy Nintendo. So yeah. maybe he's going to come in with different ideas and say, this is how you solve things. I think it makes sense because I think the number one place to get Nintendo merchandise is GameStop. Mm -hmm. uh, you act like you're on a board yourself, Rich, like you know so much. <laughs> No, oh, no, he has such good <laughs> that he does know something. Actually, oh, you're taking a mega box. I'm on a couple boards. Yeah, yeah he's, he actually is the board. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, I think it's really exciting. I love but, Reggie. Yeah, I was just saying that the good thing is I, maybe, maybe that doesn't mean we're done with Reggie yet and seeing him in some fashion back in one of the conventions. I don't necessarily think E3 because I personally think E3 is dead. Um, we can talk about that if you want. Um, because E3 has been canceled, the ESA was looking for money, and with E3 being canceled and them having to refund everything, even though there's probably insurance, it still hurts. And I think I think E3's done. Here, here's the thing about E3 being done. I think E3 is probably done, which means that there will be an E3 next year. It just won't be an E3 from the same owner. It'll be a new owner who bought it for cheap and wants the name and recognition it could be it could be bought by Microsoft. It could be bought by Apple. It could be by by it could be bought by Google. Obviously, Google's always wanting a foothold with their gaming stuff. Or it could be bought by Nvidia. Nvidia's always trying to do stuff. It could just basically be bought by any successful company who has free money, and they're just like, you let's, know what? We found some change real. in the couch. Let's get real. It's going to be Epic that buys it because oh. Epic owns everything. <laughs> that's, that's true. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Gabby Cook's E3. Ooh. I like the sound I'm of that. Ready. It's only it's only coverage for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, um, and Command and Conquer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Going back on Reggie though, the only thing that I am against for this is that ever since Reggie's transition after stepping down from Nintendo, we've gotten to see him go speak at schools, go speak for seminars, just really be a huge, great influence for people in his community. And being able to like see his speeches, be able to gain insight from him has been really rewarding and quite a big treasure. So it's going to be a shame that we're going to see less of that. And because I imagine that he's not going to be as such a stage present being a um, board member for GameStop. Yeah. I'm hoping that they do realize that he he is a celebrity like you don't look at game like people in the game industry the same way that you do as reggie so i think that kind of like adding that kind of like star quality to gamestop can make it funny can make it alive can make it cool again and reggie, go, go save us reggie here <laughs> yeah 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 so i think it'll be pretty interesting to see what cookie new ideas that gamestop and, comes up with i hope that they take better care of their employees yes like i hope obvious. that um they become a company that you want to work for again. You know, like I feel like for there was a time where you were the cool kid if you worked at GameStop. Yeah. Now it's, oh, I'm so sorry that you worked uh, at GameStop. Like, are you, are you depressed? Are you okay? <laughs> like, I, and, it would be cool to give it a good reputation. Again, you know? let's, and let's be real here. The most important thing that happened when Reggie stepped down was the person who stepped up. Bowser. <laughs> Doug Bowser, who now is the president of Nintendo, and I don't know how the hell that happened, but I mean, Doug Bowser's awesome. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that his last name was Bowser, though, is 
crazily coincident. Yeah. I would love for GameStop to make a comeback, though, because when it comes to... Uh, when I think about some of my favorite experiences when it comes to gaming, it's the hype. It's mm -hmm. the build-up. It's going to the premieres. And yes. GameStop used to be the place to go to when it came to getting exclusive merch, exclusive deals. And you just, it was like the place to be for, you know, you would wait in line until midnight and you'd grab your physical copy of the game and go home. Like, it, it was fun. And I, I do want to point that, that, that specific part of that you said. Um, there, there's a big thing that GameStop used to do all the time, and that's demos. They used to have demos for everything. They still do have demos for everything, but I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and people are asking, do demos still work? Um, I, people are saying that I don't know, maybe yes, maybe no. Well, there's 100% proof that demos still work because the Final Fantasy VII demo Absolutely. just came out and its sales went through the roof the night that that demo came out and everybody's excited about it now because they got a chance to see what it's like and they're like, I'm in, I'm all in. And I was one of those people. I'm all in. I already have it pre-ordered. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm all in. And so I'm hoping maybe GameStop can understand that that's part of the allure that they had. Maybe they can still do something with it. I don't know. I do think that this is a last resort. I think yes. that they are paying Reggie a unfathomable, um, unfathomable amount of money and saying, "Please save us. We and, this, this was it. This is and, it." And don't forget who else GameStop is. Uh, does it, they own, partner with, or whatever? But ThinkGeek. ThinkGeek, yeah. Yeah, and ThinkGeek has all the the cool stuff. Like half of my house is ThinkGeek. So mm -hmm. I'm. A, it's a shame about their website. I yeah. just assumed that that meant that they were going down the ship with GameStop so yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean they definitely so lost most of their employees right like most um, the the people who used to make all those cool videos and the people that made all the the cool um, like text that would make you really excited about the the merchandise and they're like crazy and goofy like those people are gone I mean yeah, yeah. so they're probably on patreon somewhere doing something else <laughs> um, I just like that the final note for this is Reggie's not done. Reggie's still going. I'm so happy so, about that. Now, the thing about the board, it. though, is the board only meets once every quarter. And so mm -hmm. a board member only works eight hours every um, every three months. Dang. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of money to get paid for eight hours. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up. Um, so... I'm excited about this, but there's there is some issue here. So we all know Last of Us Two is coming, and we're all excited. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. Rich, I think you're excited. Gabby, I know you're excited. Um, they also announced um, before we get into the action news part, Ghost Tsushima. I can't say it. Ghost of Tsushima's release date. They announced that. Now it's important that I bring this up because right after. They announced Ghost of Tsushima's release date. They announced Last of Us, the TV show. So I'm excited that Last of Us is getting a TV show. I am not excited with Sony taking their biggest properties and putting both of their news segments together and not letting it, like, simmer. Like, they're just like, it's like they took all this news and they just throw it at you all at once. And you're like, ah, there's so much. What's happening? Yeah. I'm trying to think of when everything was announced. Like, I almost wonder if... Did everything get announced after E3 was canceled? <laughs> yeah, I, I, think it I think it did, yeah. I'm pretty I sure it did. Um, um, but, so here's, here's what we know about HBO's Last of Us show that's coming. Um, it's coming to HBO. 
uh, which is promising. That's cool. Yes, you know that because, they'll be like true to the uh, mature nature. Yes, and um, there's there's some good people working on it. And when I say good people, I mean the most important person working on it is Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann, who wrote The Last of Us, is going to be writing the show. So there's positivity for you right there. Um, it's also being worked on with uh, by Craig Mason, who's um, he wrote. Uh, I'm sorry, not wrote. He created the miniseries Chernobyl, which everybody knows on HBO. And there was also, uh, I forgot, there was one other name, but there's another name, another woman, I, I, I feel so bad, uh, who was tied to it, who did uh, Game of Thrones. And so they've had all these people, they're, they're pulling them all together for this show. Now, super excited about it because it's going to be awesome. But, 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 I have one issue with it. Uh, they said they're just going to do The Last of Us as a TV show. And that's what they meant. They're doing the game that already exists and the story that already exists as a TV show. I'm sure they're going to add filler. Like, I'm sure they're going to oh. add their own and, like, yeah. add more development for certain side characters and kind of like, well, I mean, The Witcher's not the best example, but, like... <laughs> I mean, kind of like how the, the reason why I'm going to compare it to The Witcher is not necessarily for like writing and story, but that kind of like side quest. Now, do you love Witcher is the best show of last year? I don't think so. Right. I actually didn't love The Witcher, okay, but, but I, I think it was fun. But I, I had my. But you recognize the world, like generally yes. recognizes Witcher is probably <laughs> one of the best shows of last year. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. I mean, it's big. It's big, mega big. Yeah. Um, it kind of stole, for me, it stole Mandalorian away from me. Like, so I was just like, oh, Mandalorian's the best show. Oh, wait, nope, Witcher. Like, now I, I like Witcher. Yeah, I most. agree with that. I agree that that's the way that most people were like, yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> so, um, with The Last of Us. Uh, now, James, did you like Game of Thrones? Uh, for the three seasons I watched of it, it was, all, it was all right. I never actually finished it, so. I've so, watched all of Game of Thrones. Did you like Game of Thrones? the last episode. <laughs> So the thing about this concept is, and this is what I said before uh, last week to, to James, the, the Last of Us has sold 17 million copies. And do you know what the viewing numbers are for Game of Thrones episodes? Uh, I'm really, really, really high. 17.8 million views. Uh, viewers, not views, but viewers, opening night. Not, not even like over like weeks and months. But 17.8 million, million viewers for the opening night of an episode. Wow. That's incredible for such an exclusive show. So that's where, that's where I think that uh, if, if The Last of Us was so good, which I had never played. And so oh, oh, my God. The Last of Us is so good. Great. I, I'm <laughs> glad about that because I just, there's so many great games. I think The Last of Us has an incredible story. I actually cannot stand the gameplay. I feel extremely <laughs> chunky. Oh, I prefer to watch people play that game. Okay, To be completely fair. honest, I prefer to watch it. I used to beg my fiance to play it so that I wouldn't have to, but I was so invested in the story. I was like, no, yeah. you need to come on. I was like, why don't you play it? You play more games than I do, Gabby. Like, why aren't you playing this one? Because it's scary and it's hard. <laughs> Like, please so, play this for me. The the only issue with I, I I have with it, and it's a very minor issue. I still think the show is going to do amazing. Yeah. Um. And Rich, I apologize. There's going to be a very minor spoiler here. Um, I love spoilers, James. <laughs> I love them. The, the game starts, 
and um, you know, it starts with a major death. That, that's that's how the game starts. So uh, it's um, oh god, no, his name's Noel, right? I forgot all of a sudden. Uh, Joel. Yeah, Joel. Wow, I, I just yeah, Joel. Joel's daughter dies right at the beginning of the game, and that's how the game starts. Um, but it starts with her dying, and then the twenty, then twenty years passing, and that's where the game picks up. That's where you start. So my only issue is, is they have twenty years of filler that they can do anything they want with about how they got to the point at Last of Us, instead of just remaking The Last of Us. Yeah. They have twenty years. I see of how that could be really fun and really cool, but then you wouldn't have Ellie. You that's okay? That's point. that's fair. It's you wouldn't be have a major Ellie. selling point. Yeah. But then you would also have, like, imagine five weeks after the outbreak, what it would look like then. Imagine one year after the outbreak, yeah. like, what the world Who knows? Would maybe they'll show, like, a little montage. That, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'm it's, excited about that. Everything is better artistically the second, third, fourth, 500th time. I mean, like, if you're a painter, you do hundreds and hundreds of the same painting over and over again until you get that, like, million-dollar painting. And I just think... Um, risking like I guess 20 years of backstory on a show just because some people are bored of the story that was already told is is too big of a risk for probably a very expensive production you know we were mentioning Game of Thrones earlier yeah and I know that it got canceled for the prequel but um I don't know if both of them did wasn't there two different prequels they're both canceled oh they're both canceled okay so it might they might try to do something with that but hopefully the last of us has a successful ending that doesn't yeah. completely break the entire franchise but maybe once they kind of get their toes in the water and teach people hey this is what this is why people love the last of us then they might be able to go dive in and be able to explore more and kind of do kind of like a prequel almost now um, you know? this is this is going to be funny so i want to see rich's face when i when i say this i'm going to i'm going to spoil the ending without spoiling the ending at all of, of Last of Us, and I know you said you don't care, but I am one of the very, very, very few people I feel like on the planet that wishes The Last of Us ended the exact opposite way it did. And if you've played it, you completely understand what I'm talking about. Um, and people will call me heartless for that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I just feel like it should have ended this way and not that way. And yeah, you'll just, you'll just see Rich. I mean, I could tell you if you want, but no, because not here, not here. Yeah, not here. Because people are gonna watch this yeah. show. They're gonna enjoy it. It'll be cool. And I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with this part two. I think it'll be. Fun. And um, I, I unfortunately I was I don't want to spend my time reading through the uh, the article that I have in front of me, but the two leads they have look like they're gonna fit the roles perfectly wait they already announced the they lead. already I thought announced that it was the all like i always saw a bunch of fan casting no they they've Ooh. already announced the leads um Ooh. but again i don't i don't yes yeah, <laughs> hold on let me see if i can find it real quick um leads lead actors give me jamie Lance. uh no i <laughs> so it's saying I looked it up and it said uh, Troy Baker, and we both know that Troy Baker was the voice of Joel, not <laughs> the lead actor. Um, I feel like I've seen that they casted it, so I'll 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 bring it up after. Okay. After we're done with the podcast, and see if I can find it. Um, it's me. I'm Joel. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, this is a minor news segment, but it makes me happy, even though I yeah. Pokemon Go. We've all played it. Some of us still play it. 
I unfortunately had a midlife crisis and uninstalled all the games on my phone. Uh, so I don't have any games on my phone anymore. Um, that's probably going to come back pretty soon. because Normie. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I can't stay away from games. Uh, but this might make me come back to Pokemon Go. Not saying Pokemon Go was bad to begin with because I loved it. Uh, but Pokemon Go during this whole coronavirus issue uh, will temporarily make it so you don't even have to leave the house. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do this. Is it just going to be like more random spawning points? And you're just like, th oh, there's a cool fairy in my home. Yeah, I think they might increase the... the uh, so, excuse me. Um, uh, incense packs, which increase the monster spawns, are going on a 99% discount. So that's probably going to be like, what, a penny or coin or something like that. Uh, Pokestops are dropping gifts with more frequency. Fre frequency. Frequency. I can't speak today. Good Lord. And then um, the, they're increasing the habitat so that trainers can see monsters uh, nearby while playing closer to home. I think this is their attempt to try to achieve world peace again, like they yeah. did for like the three days that <laughs> everyone on the planet was all friendly to each other and playing it. They're like, oh man, what's happening right now? You know, the world's going to crap right now. Everyone's upset. Everyone's sad. You know what? We got to bring it back. We got to try. I, I seriously feel like those first three days of Pokemon Go, it was like someone could come up with a knife and be like, give me all your money. But like, hold on, there's a, a Ninetales over there. That goes, there's a Ninetales? Hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're trying to bring that back. I don't think it's going to be yeah. very popular. Like, I think that people are, I think that the only people that are going to really like play it for the most part are people that are already still have it on their phone. Oh. For the, for the majority, for the most part. But like, people like me who, Admit, I admit I installed it like two years ago. I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> oh, I could just play the actual Pokemon. Yeah, if I'm at home. There's. I was just continually reading um, incense packs. I know I said we're 99% off. It, while they're active, they're going to last an hour now. They used to only last 15 minutes or 30 minutes, I think. Oh, so that's a significant jump. That's a du double the effectiveness. And then um, in incubators, which players, you know, you have to walk a certain number of steps for the egg. Uh, those will be more effective. They're going to be twice as good. So you're still going to have to walk, but you only have to walk half as much. So this is mostly just a PR thing so that nobody blames them for spreading the plague. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's still because I'm lazy and I don't want to have to walk my Pokemon anywhere. This appeals to me. So I'm excited. Yeah. I don't uh, think this is meant to get people back into the game so much as just saying, don't blame the them for who killed your grandma yeah. or something. <laughs> Charizard, no! And then, uh, Gabby, again, I know you're a Pokemon fan. If you haven't uh, seen the news or played in a while, Genesect is coming out soon. So pay attention to that. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, oh, and Genesect will also require tasks that can be completed by individuals instead of having to go raid. So that'll be interesting. It's gonna be awesome. All right, next up, um, Overwatch's archives event is live now, and that's the PVE, you know, thing that they they've done several times before. Uh, it's a little different this time, uh, not too much different, but it's a little different to where you now have daily quests to give you the rewards, most of the rewards that you would get from the archives. Uh, some uh, not Sombra. Symmetra has a really crazy like Jackson Pollock skin which me saying that now makes it sound really dirty and I didn't mean it like that <laughs> but it's uh, her, she's got paint everywhere and it looks really cool 
But, I haven't uh, seen that one yet. I saw Anna's. Yeah, it's it's super cool. But the, the two I wanted to bring up was one. Uh, let me see if I can scroll down and you guys can see it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not there. So I'm sharing my screen so they can see it. Um, you guys can look it up. Do right not now. share your screen. I'm not sharing my screen. That's right. Um, there is Bear no, Man. Actually, you can share your screen. Share your screen. It's fine. Okay. All right. So, let me- so if you're listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see this. But if uh... this is just cause I want to get the reaction out of them so everybody can. Ooh, ooh, okay. I'm excited for this. So and let me actually bring it up a little bit because you can see it. It's, there's the first skin is called Bear May, and it looks like uh, bears. I mean, well, I don't know what to say. It's bears. It literally looks like <laughs> her same outfit, but a different color variant. It's it's a purple, but there's there's little uh, bear faces everywhere. And Snowball actually looks like a bear instead of... Snowball does look adorable. Yeah. Give it that. Oh, and, and her little charm. I just noticed that, too. She's yeah. a little bear. So that was one thing that I liked. And then the other thing. I'm going to play this for you guys so you can see it. But uh, this is the greatest thing ever right now. Again, people on the podcast, sorry, you won't be able to hear this, but we're seeing a giant fluffy cat. <laughs> It's so big and fluffy. <laughs> now, I played that for them because this is important. Um, if you remember way back when, there was rumors before Brigitte came out about Jetpack Cat. And, of course, those rumors were you know, proven incorrect. But they wanted, well, they wanted to put Jetpack Cat still in the game. So Brigitte's cat is the Jetpack Cat that we saw before. And Jetpack Cat is gigantic it's, it's almost as big, big cat. as Brigitte is it's I huge. want I wish my cat would be that big <laughs> if this were like real life you know taking Brigitte's size into effect and then the cat size it's got to be like a hundred pound cat it's it's huge. like it's the size of like a year old German <laughs> shepherd or the size of a golden retriever yeah it's huge um but it's awesome so Overwatch's um event is live right now you can get all this cool stuff out of it uh there's been some issues with it but mostly everybody's enjoying it um numbers aren't necessarily going down but they aren't necessarily going up either so i mean it's overwatch but the last little cool thing and again i don't know if you guys can see it right here Junkrat has a skin with the the jetpack or the i'm sorry the wheel the wheel on the back and if you turn it around and you zoom in you can see a sword and a shield that sword and shield is an Easter egg from World of Warcraft. It's the oh. same sword and shield that you see in uh, the Undercity. It's the Crest of Lordaeron. So it's cool that they've uh, kind of brought it together in the other way. Because you'll see some stuff cross over like Heroes of the Storm or something like that. Uh, you know, back and forth. But it's it's here now. They've done it before with a few other things. Like um, Zarya has a Diablo skin, which is pretty cool. But this is cool that they they pulled in a, a, an Overwatch reference. I I just like it. it's cool. That's fun. And I I have the the video that was showing that that whole thing with the crest of Lordaeron and what what it looks like is one of my favorite scenes in all of Warcraft because it has to do with one of my favorite characters, Arthas, murdering his father. And yeah, it's cool. Not the murdering part, just the scene itself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. We were worried. Um, so next up, um, we have a couple trailers came out. He's, wait, are you going to play these two or are you going to stop sharing? Uh, I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm not going to play them. I'm just okay. going to show you some quick snippets real quick. Um, but Doom Eternal is coming out, and it's coming out soon, and I'm super excited. It's going to be awesome, and that's it. That's all you need to know. Go pick <laughs> up Doom Eternal. 
So are you going to be just completely dishing Animal Crossing? Is that the way it's going to be? I am unfortunately forced to dish Animal Crossing because I don't have a Switch. I would love to play Animal Crossing, but I I don't have a Switch yet. And uh, it's just not in the cards for me right now because money is tight and the coronavirus is killing more than just people's funds and everything else. So Yeah, true Uh, that. Doom Eternal's coming. There's something called Climb Bros. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but this is what I wanted to show you guys. And um, again, I, we're not going to play the whole thing, so that way you guys aren't sitting there just listening to us react to something. But there's a game called Inbento coming out on the Switch. And the the theme of it just had me laughing hysterically. Inbento is about a cat who makes lunchboxes. That's and very that, cute. That's all it is. You are a cat who is putting together a bento box in the way you would play Tetris, kind of. Uh, it's a puzzle. You have to try and figure out the puzzle, build your bento box, and then, I guess, go out and live your day. But I know a lot of friends that would really like this. Yeah. And just looking at the game mechanics, it looks like it's really fun. Like, there's there's pieces where you split you know other things apart. You swap pieces. You put stuff in and out. It's a puzzle game, but it looks like a really different puzzle game but in a, in a fun way not in like a i don't want to mm. play this game ever i love puzzle I, games i love tetris i, I, I love things yes. like that so a good way to balance out the the danger and the badassery of doom minecraft yeah, has bees now yes man i need to get back in minecraft <laughs> I join to, my server i, I, I yeah, need to get send me in. info <laughs> i need to get into minecraft because i haven't even played it yet so <gasps> we'll get you hooked we'll get yeah. you hooked every time i hear something about it i'm like they're like the diamond sword and, and this stuff. i'm like i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> <laughs> all right um continuing on a little bit with the overwatch news this was important uh especially to me um overwatch's lead writer michael chu who i love he was responsible for most of the Overwatch lore uh, and why we have such good stories of Overwatch for the stuff that does exist, even though it's in-game or specific. Uh, Michael Chu was responsible for most of the lore, and he has left Blizzard. Uh, and that made me sad. Um, yeah, Michael Chu is one of their best resources for story. And uh, he, he just left. Now, I don't believe, and you know, it's a developing story right now, and Blizzard is not really commented on much yet. Uh, but I don't believe he left in bad terms. Uh, he's a 20-year veteran. He's been there forever. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe he was just done. Um, but if you guys can still see it, that's a picture of Michael Chu. And I swear to you, when I read that he's a 20-year veteran of the, the industry, I was like, he doesn't even look like he's 20. How could he be a 20-year veteran? Well, he started when he was six years old. That was when they hired him on to work on Diablo. And he did some fantastic... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, well, tell me the story. This is awesome. When he was six years old, he was brought on. <laughs> no, he's a... I have he, a vision. <laughs> he's a 20-year vet, but he he looks ridiculously young. It's crazy how young he looks. Um, but it's it's a sad loss for, for Blizzard. Um at this point, though, I can't, I can't tell if Blizzard cares or not. I'm assuming they do, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't want to hurt their bottom line, right? That's, yeah. It's, that's what they're about right now. But what I'm hoping is that we hear more from uh, Michael Chu himself and that he's gone on to do another project. Because if the, if the Overwatch lore is anything to do or anything to show with how good this man can write, whatever he's going to write next, if he's doing another project, I am all in for it. Because... Man, I, I love the Overwatch lore. It's such a good story. 
I wonder if he finished his work for Overwatch 2 yet, or if they will be continuing on with somebody else. Because wasn't he doing? He was doing Overwatch 2, and it is very important to you know to to make sure that you guys know that Overwatch 2 will have a story component finally after six years, seven years, I think it's been since Blizzard uh, released. So weird. It's it's a long time. Um, the but the story mode we've all been asking. Uh, is finally going to be coming out in Overwatch 2. And this is what we were talking about at the top of the at the top of the podcast. So Overwatch 2 is coming. It doesn't have a release date yet. We don't know when. Um, and we don't know what it means for Overwatch. And that's the most confusing part of all. So when Overwatch 2 comes out, is Overwatch done? Are the servers going to stop? Are they going to have some kind of tie-in to where you only have to buy part of Overwatch 2 and combine them? I don't know what the heck's going on. But Overwatch 2 will have the same multiplayer component and all this other stuff. But what does that mean for Overwatch? If they copy EA, and I'm pretty sure that Blizzard and EA both have the same approach to making money now. Well, I don't... EA owns Activision and Activision owns Blizzard, right? No. I know Activision owns Blizzard. I know that much. Yes, but EA doesn't own either. Okay. So EA and Activision both have kind of the same approach to making money. So I would assume that just the same way that EA keeps releasing The Sims and repackaging up the same expansions and then trying to sell them to us again, (laughs) over and over again, then um, I assume Blizzard is going to want to sell all the same things and the same skins and everything. They'll like slightly upgrade them maybe or something, I don't know. Um, But I would expect that you have to start over from a clean slate with nothing. In, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And that well, that would actually upset me, even though I, I I mean I don't even know how much I'm going to be interested in Overwatch Two. Granted, the story might be enough for me to co- want to come back in and play because I'm all about the story mode, like I said. But mm-hmm. I that would be the only thing that would get me to yeah, play. Because yeah. I, I actually I was so excited for Overwatch when it came out. I remember I did my I made my Diva cosplay. For the game launch because I was so excited because I thought these characters were so cool and then I played the game and it's, it's not my favorite <laughs> yeah. I played I, it I for two years and then I just got done I don't I mean yeah and I love the stories whenever they release any new like footage or whenever they do any of their short stories or like when they release like a new really intriguing comic like it, it they're fantastic the writing in it is so good and they're such intricate and wonderful characters and there's so many that they haven't covered yet it, i really hope that that's the main focus of Overwatch watch too although i doubt it will be and i feel like i might get some heat for saying this but like if you were to ask me some of the saddest things that happened in the past couple of years i'd be like you know we lost a few major celebrities some really bad things happened you know over overseas and in our country and and then the may short came out and then yeah the may short i cannot even tell you how many times i cried (laughs) and it was it was there was no warning you're like oh may's origin story yes oh my god i'm crying what happened yeah Yeah. i like the bastion one the The bastion one's awesome i love that one you get to see uh, ganymede and um how they became friends ganymede's his bird little baby little baby uh all right we have three stories left and then we're done Frozen 2. Woo! 
into the unknown. Yes. Uh, as other people say, uh, Fifth Element, the spinoff. Woo! Oh, I'm just <laughs> oh, God. I can see it. But oh. It is, basically, but I still love it. Uh, I've seen Overwatch. Um, not Overwatch. Wow. I've seen uh, Frozen 2 eight times now because I own it on Amazon Prime. And <laughs> Rich is shaking his head. And it's so good. We, we might be watching it even more because Disney Plus had uh, moved the release date ahead. It was supposed to come out in three months. And at the time of recording, it's going to come out tomorrow. So by the time you guys are listening to this, Frozen 2 will be on Disney Plus And you can watch it 85 more times like me. Please watch it. You see, <laughs> I only watch it. Unpopular opinion. I didn't really enjoy the first Frozen. There was a lot of like things that I didn't like about the story. I didn't like the trolls. I did like the sisters. And I knew that if I was a little girl that I would have been obsessed with it. But there were there were some story issues that I didn't like too much. But I love Adina. I love Wicked. Mm. I, I just I adore it. So when Frozen Two came out, I was like, I have to see it. I have to listen to my girl. I know that the music's going to be incredible. So I went to watch it. And oh my god, it is so fun. It is so good. It's so entertaining. It's funny. It's sad. It's scary. Like it's everything. It's so good, and it's good for all ages. And you should watch it immediately. <laughs> uh... I, my, my girlfriend and I talk about this all the time, but one of my, it's very quick. It's only about a five second scene, but it, 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 I don't know. It's such a powerful scene to me, to other people. They might not even care. They might not even recognize it. You don't want to spoil it though. Be careful. No, it's not a spoiler. Okay. Um, per se. Um, there is a scene at the end where, um, Anna is trying to do something and she's almost killed doing something. And Kristoff uh, swoops in to save the day. Now, when I say save the day, it's it's different. Kristoff didn't pick up Anna and was like, I will defend your honor. The very first thing Kristoff says when he picks up Anna is, what do you need? And she's like, I need to go over there. And he's like, done. Taking you there now. Not, I will save you. I will do it for you. But I will help you do what you need to do. And that was so crazy important to me that wasn't showing another cookie cutter, you know, Disney hero i'm going to come save the princess the princess is the doing the saving and this guy was just making sure the princess could do what she needed to do i thought it was a pretty cool um representation of what an actual like healthy relationship yes. is i think it's really cool that they showed because i feel like in a lot of hollywood this isn't just in like disney films they show relationships as being very like stoic and each person has a different job and title that they do in the relationship but that's that's not how it is like a good solid relationship you comfort each other you both have your weaknesses you both have your strengths you work together you're a team so i think it's really refreshing and healthy to see that done in such a positive light if you've already seen frozen 2 it's shown even better if you watch the deleted scenes or if you listen to the soundtrack for all of the songs that weren't included in the actual film there's one that's um Kristoff's the main singer in it but it's a duet between anna and Kristoff, and it is absolutely incredible i wish they didn't remove it from it because it added yeah. even more character depth to them it's i highly recommend it so if you like frozen you can just watch it on youtube it's really yeah. good not yeah. the movie frozen but you can watch the deleted scenes <laughs> and listen to the soundtrack and there's also um there's uh cinema sins is a very good uh youtube channel that i like to watch where it's they do an everything wrong with series uh and it's everything wrong with you know said movie but there is another sh uh, channel in the exact opposite light i think it's the same company too called cinema wins and they have done a video called everything great about frozen 2 
And if you are a Frozen 2 fan, you need to watch this YouTube video because he is pointing out so much stuff that I just didn't even see. Gabby, do you remember the scene when they're going to the bridge? The when first time? Yeah, they're, they're, they're just in the cart. Uh, they're in a the cart. All four of them are traveling together and they're, they're going to the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, remember one funny part. <laughs> I did not realize the ice castle was in the background of that scene. That's so cool. I had no idea. And when I watched this What YouTube, a fun little Easter egg. Yeah. And when I watched the YouTube video, he was like, hey, there's the ice castle that uh, Elsa made. And I was like, holy shit. That's really that. cool. That's so special. That's so cool to know. Yeah, yeah so. I'm going to have to check that video out. And I'm sure that people over that are watching this, they're going to have to check that out too. Yeah, that's super, it's super cool. good. Super uh, cinema wins and everything great. About you're you're going to get that link into the show notes? I mean, I guess I could. Yeah, you should. Don't put the one of bad things about Frozen 2. <laughs> we don't need any more There's, negativity. There, there, there is one about that one. But actually, there is. The, the, uh, the Cinema Sins one is still really funny because they'll say bad things about it, but it's not like... It's the most nitpicky, just like... <gasps> it's nitpicky, but it's funny. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's just funny. They usually just go over like um, misses or something like that, but... Okay, so on the same topic of Disney doing stuff uh, and the coronavirus and everything bad happening with it, uh, we did get the unfortunate news. And I say unfortunate. I don't know if Rich, how he feels one way or another. But Mulan was unfortunately postponed. Not canceled. Don't want to freak everybody out. Now, that was supposed to come out like this weekend or something, right? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I'm actually sad about that. A lot of films are being postponed right now from theatrical releases just because they know that the ticket sales will be hurt by it. And surprisingly, ticket sales mean so much for movie theaters. You don't even think about, because so many people stream things nowadays, how detrimental it is for a film successful, depending on how many people physically go out and view it. So I understand why they're doing it. It'll be nice to put it in a time where it's more safe for like kids and families to yeah. all be able to go and watch it together. There's other films that are doing the same thing. It's it's a shame, but I'm glad that films will have a better chance of being able to be successful. Yeah, because God forbid someone's like, well, Mulan didn't do good because of the box office score. Like, well, yeah. it also came out when the coronavirus was like legitimately killing people. So yeah. nobody wanted to go out. And so actually, it's a shame that it's happening, but I, I understand. Yeah. And actually, I from I can't say one way or another, but I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I've heard that theaters are changing their maximum capacity to half. So instead nice. of having, you know, an entire theater sold out, they're they're only making they're making sure that it's, if it's half, then it's they're they're cutting it off because they don't want to risk people getting sick. Um, Interesting. Or maybe there might be some capacity rules with uh different regulations coming out recently for a small time period the 250 Uh, right yeah yeah yeah. that'll be interesting i'm actually probably going to wait until disney plus release for mulan just because i haven't had a lot of faith in live adaptations from disney i think that um the only one that i was just like "Eh, that was a movie that was fun that wasn't too offensive was probably beauty and the beast but i really didn't like Aladdin. I really didn't like Lion King. I liked Lion King, but I, I, I liked it for two scenes specifically. Other other than that, I, it was okay. Mm-hmm. But there was two specific scenes that made me like Lion King a lot. I didn't make it past about twenty minutes through Beauty and the Beast. I just thought this was the most boring. It movie is. Possible. It is. It is. But it wasn't offensive. You see, the first twenty minutes of Aladdin, I found that to be offensive. <laughs> 
same with some of the things. Lion King does not have be prepared, therefore it is an offensive movie. I don't uh, want anything to do with it. It doesn't have be prepared, but they did say farted during the Hakuna Matata scene, so that was that was funny. I don't know. And then they, <laughs> they actually did have a Beauty and the Beast. That's the other scene that I liked so much was the Beauty and the Beast reference in Lion King. When uh, Timon comes out and does the uh, uh, Be Our Guest opening song. It was so funny. Uh, but on top of that, Mulan wasn't the only one that was hit by this. Like Gabby, you said, there's going to be several movies. But the other important one was New Mutants. And I wanted to bring up New Mutants specifically because New Mutants is a cursed movie, apparently, because there's been so much stuff happening with this movie. It has been, uh, it has been, you know, uh, delayed and then canceled and then uncanceled and then changed and now it's coming out but now it's postponed and it's just so the, oh, la- the last time we talked about new mutants i'm pretty sure that we said that it was probably never coming out because it doesn't really fit the mcu goals yep. and basically by them having any character in new mutants they can never have that character in the mcu for like the next four to five years something like until, that until people forget yeah until, basically until people forget yeah so um, it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense, but they already paid for it. They own it. Then they paid a bunch more money to reshoot it. And um, it's supposed to be really good now. Now you know, yeah, Disney that, fixed it. and This stuff we saw, because we did see the newest trailer, yeah. it does look really cool. Uh, we just we won't know because it's been delayed again, postponed. So, yeah, unfortunately, this has caused some, some stuff to happen. And that's where we're at in the world. Yeah. Um, and then the final story, and uh, to me, this is huge. This is a major story. Sony Santa Monica head Shannon Studstill has left the studio uh, without warning. I think too. It was just it just happened. It just she was gone. I wonder if it was sudden for the company or just sudden for us. But I feel like people talk. Well, and I think oh. it's, I think it was on both sides because yeah. Where she went is she is now the head of Stadia Games Entertainment Studio. So she went to Google. And I think that's the other thing is like, we already know Shannon was basically a millionaire because of the games she'd worked on. She worked on God of War and she worked on God of War, both of them. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she's had her hand in a lot of the good games that Santa Monica Studios have made. Uh, But, you know, Google is infinite money. So I'm sure they were just like, you could, we'll give you what you want and you come work for us at Overhead Stadia. And that's what she did. What is up with everyone moving around and leaving right now? It's like crazy. The Disney CEO, the MGM CEO. Reggie. You know, the, yeah, yeah. I just feel like everyone's kind of moving around right now. I don't understand what's happening. Oh, and that's actually, I'm backtracking a little bit. The uh, E3 cancellation was actually on the heels of some other news that happened with that. The um, I think it's the entertainment director. I forgot what his actual title was, but the guy uh, who does everything for E3, Keeley, uh, left right before they canceled E3 for the coronavirus. So Jeez. everybody is leaving and moving around. And yeah, it's an interesting time. And I almost like I have high hopes. I feel like with everyone kind of jumbling around, and I'm sure um, I forgot his name. We just talked about him when we're talking about the writer from Overwatch who worked there for twenty. Oh, Michael Chu. Yeah, I feel like he's not over. Like he's not retired. He's I really like, hope not. Something. Yeah. Hopefully, create something else that's 
totally awesome, totally reinventive. And I feel like, you know, all these other, like everyone else is moving around. It's just going to create new ideas, more now, potential for other people to be able to have a voice. So it'll be really interesting to see what comes out in the future in the next couple of years. Yep. Now, the important thing to note, um, I would credit Shannon Studstill's, uh, you know, the, no, let me backtrack a second. I would credit Santa Monica Studios' success on Shannon Studstill herself because they were on their last leg when she came in and she fixed everything. Uh, and again, she didn't do it alone. You know, she has a good team and everything, but she is one of the biggest reasons why Santa Monica Studios picked up their stuff and moved forward and we got what we got. And we got you all the gotta good stuff. have good leadership in order yep. to be successful. And I'm I'm thinking maybe that's why they uh, why Google asked her to come work for them because Stadia, I don't know if you know or not, but Stadia's out. People own it, people are playing on it, but there's no news about it at all because Stadia is just not good. It's just it's not. not and she might be able to fix it though. Sure. Yeah, and that's what we're hoping. She fixed Santa Monica Studios into what the company they're in now. Maybe she can do the same for Stadia. So here's hoping. Um, yeah. I, the other thing too is I think if Shannon did leave Stadia Games after a year, I, I mean, she's, she can go anywhere she wants anyways. She's that good. So, um, And then on top of that, there is also the uh, developing story with this one. Um, while Shannon says still went over there, there was also, I, where did I see it? Hold on, give me a second. It's Yumi. Uh, Yumi Yang is now the new head of the studio. Um, and Yumi Yang is a 19 veteran who over uh, who helped oversee the development of the God of War game. So Ooh. there's two big names now that Google has grabbed. So this might bode well for at least the games that are coming out. But Stadia needs to get their act together on how they present the games to the the, the users because having to buy the Stadia and then having to buy the license to play the game and then having no ability to download the game. I don't know what they're thinking. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you could have the greatest internet connection in the world and it still won't be that good to, to play 4K games and stuff like this. Well, I don't still see it. I mean, so when it is as good or better than your machine at home, then what are you going to think? Then, yes, this was a good idea. Because it will but be. It will be, but it's not yet. And it's not ready yet. And I think... I mean, they're risking it, but Google has the money to risk. That's fine. Well, they uh, they actually so from a business perspective, they changed their profit tracking so that each project kind of stands alone, because they were hiding their failures underneath the profit of Google Search. So it can't actually just lose money. They don't have money to lose because yeah. the stockholders won't let them. That okay? That's fair. That's why so much to learn. I haven't been keeping track of this at all. Yeah, that, that's why they killed um, the uh, Google Glass. Was it? Well, they killed Google Glass. They killed Google Plus. I forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah, I remember Google Glass. Everyone thought they were, they were so cool. They're like, mm -hmm, ooh, get them out of here. And then all the yeah, bars when... passed like rules against them. So yeah, yeah. Well, you can walk oh. up and be like. I know her name and where she lives. Like, that's not cool at all. I don't want this to happen. So I went to the Bruno Mars concert here in Vegas um, last Friday. And they made us put our phones inside of these, like, magnetic bags. 
And oh, I know. I hear. I see on the TikTok that the children's be having those. <laughs> I saw it in the door. Yeah, schools been a lot of school districts have been using the same thing. Oh, so they can like control it. They did that for you guys. They did. So for three and a half hours, I was disconnected. I had no internet. I just and I could just feel my phone buzzing as it was getting messages, and I couldn't do anything about it. I don't like that. Why <laughs> wouldn't you be able to have your phone during a Bruno Mars concert? So also with how like dangerous concerts can be especially in vegas like, you should be able to have your phone at all times <laughs> so i mean um it was bruno mars bruno mars is the one who decided to have this be this way and mm -hmm. everybody was like kind of grumbling about it and the way they do it like there's no pre-show it's just bruno mars so they instead had like a cocktail hour and it was kind of like it was actually kind of cool because we were all like meeting new people and hanging out and talking and people were kind of grumpy about it and then he gets up on stage and he does, he starts off and everyone's happy and of course nobody's nobody's recording it like they would at basically any other concert uh, mm -hmm. nobody's taking selfies to like show that hey i'm here at the concert they can't because you know the phones are put away and then after his first couple songs, he gets up and he's like, hey, guys, this is a very special show. And you might be thinking you know what it is, but I don't think you do. And people are like, like, I heard some people mumble like, oh, it's his birthday. And he was like, it's a special show. And they started singing the song of like, I took your phones away. <laughs> and he was like. I can swear and so then he just started saying like all these different swear words and, and everything and he was like I can say and do whatever the F I want because I took your phones away <laughs> and uh, he was like you're not going to be streaming and he was like, and then he several times he was like I want you guys dancing like I want you guys standing up I want you guys dancing don't worry nobody's recording you because I took your phones away <laughs> and, and uh, it was it was it was pretty interesting. Um, it definitely changes it because normally I'm so fixated on, like I had actually, at that point, I had just made some social media posts. And so my phone's like buzzing nonstop. I'm like, okay, like are people commenting? Should I reply to their comments? Like normally I'm just always kind of like in business mode and mm -hmm. I couldn't. And Gabby, I'm sure you're in the same way, right? Like you, you make posts and you're like, you want to know are people Do you know what's funny my yeah. friends actually make fun of me for this i am the worst at looking at my phone my friends get mad at me because i don't like it takes me forever to respond to messages to respond to texts because i just i work from home on my computer and then i don't want to talk to nobody so when i go to events and stuff i actually have to like force myself like if i'm at a cosplay yeah. convention i have to like remind myself to take photos for my work like I have to remind yeah. myself to do it or, and even then I just feel, I, I'm not good at focusing on more than one thing. So I'm probably Bruno's, if I was there, I'd probably be his favorite concert attendee. Cause I'd be like, I don't notice it. I just like to have it. Like I disagree with what he did, but I think it could be fun. I think that if you knew going in like, Hey, yeah. this is a phone free event. Keep in mind, you're going to have this because like, I think about my situation when I started going to concerts and growing up, I grew up with a tire mom. And if I did not respond to her immediately, it meant loss of privileges, it meant loss of social interaction, it meant absolute just mental torment because I'm in trouble. 
So I think that kind of like not letting people use their phone on the spot like that can create more personal problems. Oh, but they announced it two weeks ahead. So everybody got oh, this. So if they if they got a heads up, I think that's cool. That way you could be like, hey, mom, I'm not going to be able to respond. Yeah. It's think of me on that. I'm on airplane mode. You know, like I'll talk to you after the concert. But, but if they did it like at the door, you're like, no. oh, by the way, you don't get that. Then I'd be kind of like, that's not good. Um, but if they have a nose I think it could be really special. But people with smartwatches and if they had had Google Glass, they're still recording. They're still yeah. Doing... <laughs> I can do whatever I want. You guys can't see. Oh, Google Glass is still a thing. Uh... <laughs> but it's it's dead now. So I mean, yeah. When it comes back, though, it'll, some version of it will come back. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really weird and the privacy and stuff that Google Glass. It's just weird. It was weird and everything, but but isn't it weird that like people basically record you all the time? I feel like no. It's t okay. So there's 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 a level. I think. I mean, I know that I'm always being recorded. Um, but what's weird is to have a person you don't know come up and be able to be like, "Hey, uh, your name is this, and you like this, and you just checked in here uh, three weeks mm -hmm. ago." That's when it starts getting a little weird. But Starbucks knows I... that. Yeah. <laughs> No, they Starbucks do. Is, they pay no, for a service. Starbucks, but Starbucks is a company, and I don't. I don't feel like a company is going to stalk me. I feel like a person will, and that's what I'm saying. Feel like I made the worst decision before I went. Um, I went to a convention last month to Wisconsin. Amazing time, absolutely beautiful. Before I left, there's a really famous YouTuber called Shane Dawson. I watch a couple of his videos, and he did one on hidden cameras. And my friend was like, "You got to watch this video." Like it's gonna be great and it was about hidden cameras in hotel rooms as i went to go to a convention alone across the country <laughs> in a hotel room <laughs> and so i was just like oh oh great it's quite kooky they can literally be anything it could be your smoke detector it could be your shower head it's terrifying <laughs> i have <laughs> but uh... i kind of think about that when you think about yeah, at last week I, I got out of the shower and uh, walked out into the living room and the, the shades were just drawn and they were open. And I was like, oh, oh God. Uh, and I ran back in the bathroom. And then today, I don't know what happened. Uh, the, the same thing, I walked out of the shower, the shades were open and everything. My girlfriend's like, aren't you afraid that the neighbor's gonna see you? I was like, I mean, they probably already saw me anyways. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they wanna look, they can look. There's nothing here, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right, on that note, I think we can uh, come to a close on our first um, remote podcast, I guess we could say. Yeah. But this is this is the new format going forward because, again, it's not because um, we're being lazy. Yes, I have been lazy at times. But it, it just makes it easier for us because I spend a lot of time at Rich's house already, and this gives me more time to spend at home. This also gives us the ability to add people like Gabby or anybody else that we want in very easily um at times when we want to so expect some uh some interesting things coming up when we get some more uh some not some more famous some other famous people because gabby's famous okay let's get it real here <laughs> i'm getting paid for this right <laughs> yes uh the snickers is in the fridge uh below <laughs> yeah the, thank you we, thank you we're, we've mailed you m&ms we've taken out all the colors you don't like they're on the way Good. I only want the red and the green ones. <laughs> Probably don't eat them though because you know coronavirus. Like... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry. All right. On that note, guys, we will see you later.
Bye, guys. Bye.